Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Wednesday show. Welcome to the welcome, excuse me, to the episode seven review of I of, of Gen V. This is I see things a little differently. I can talk right in the first ten seconds. I promise you on that. We get so many things in this episode. We get Shetty's uh origin story. We get her we understand now why she is the way she is and that she clearly hates soups. It goes back to when Homelander was on that plane with uh, Maeve, and he left. He left the plane, and her family was on that plane. We get all this information. I thought it was great callbacks, man. Like to me, I wasn't asking for a Gen V uh, show. I I do like once it was reminded to me what it was. I was oh wow, I haven't read that, in, and I only did one read though. I never read. I never reread it. It just let me say something about Garth Ennis's storytelling. I like it. I think it's cool, but like all always the repetitive shots at superheroes because you don't like them, it gets old, you know. Um, it, 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 to me, if you look at it, look at Invincible, right? The, the the animation version is really true to the comic book, and you could tell all three creators have a hand in it. And they said that when they do a live action version, it won't be as connected, you know. So if you want the connected version, I mean, air quotes because we doing air quotes, then watch the animation version so that's for you but the live action version is going to do something different right and to me like this needed that like it's not all about hating superheroes it's it's about just making sure that they don't destroy the world you know and so for as much as i like his writing style it can get old at times you know i get the boys but at the time it came out was very refreshing but superheroes are superheroes for a reason and so and that's actually what me and nico who hasn't been on the show in a while i think he's his own show now if i'm not mistaken so congratulations to him. Um, to me, that's where our, him and I had our like disagreements all the time. And I love those conversations because to me, it's like, he's like, I'm looking for something fresh. Like, yeah, it's cool. Fresh is nothing wrong with fresh, you know? But like, there's also nothing wrong with taking a, taking uh, your own uh, your, your own take on something. Like to me, I feel like every time I read an independent account, like Crit, for example, which was my most listened to episode, which surprised the fuck out of me. Um, that to me is a refreshing take on super, refreshing take on superheroes. You know, but also at the same time, I don't overbear myself with stuff. Like, for as much of a comic book and wrestling junkie as I can be, I still keep myself in a certain bubble and I let certain things in at times. Because as you guys know, like December, I, you know, I kind of took a break from. Uh, I, I did a, 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 a all year reflection or a retrospective year uh, of the year, you know, because it's like, all right, I don't want to take notes. I want to enjoy. I want to be a fan. For me, after going 11 months hard, writing notes and being meticulous of stuff like that, it takes a toll on me. And same, same thing with comic books. I can do the same thing. <clears throat> so, I, I, so I let certain things in, but it's always like slow, but sh- slow, slow. And then <clears throat> I get to embracing everything. Like, Boys, when it first came out, I embraced it heavy. That's why in this run, I was like, okay, cool. I was I was good with it by the time I hit the end because it was so ridiculous then. And you can only go off so many premises and before the story has to evolve, you know? And so it's one of those things where um, it's just refreshing to not have everything be beat up by superheroes, you know? Um, but anyways, um, everything's revealed in this episode about Shetty and... She meets with Mallory, the head of the soups division, and Mallory's recording the conversation because she presents to her a way to kill soups, and that's not what they do. They want to control them and for and make sure that they're safe for the world, but not kill them, you know. And so, um, 
you don't know who she's talking to until the the, uh, the post credit scene of episode eight, which you can, if you watch this show, you watch the boys, you can probably guess who that is. But we'll get to that in episode eight review. But um, anyway, uh, Newman is on this show, and boy oh boy, she just. I don't know this. Kid, I don't know her real name, but she is such a cunt. She plays it so well, and you can see what one of her. She has multiple powers, and you see what one of her powers is as she connects with Marie, and she know and she's and she's been the benefactor this entire time, because she thought she was the only one that had the powers that Marie has. Uh, Marie is more powerful than her with that, but we know what Newman can do, and Newman reveals herself to Marie. And the, and the key in this episode, and the money line in this episode, that I didn't catch because I was too invested at the time, which is still great. I'm telling you, this, the, the writing makes a difference. The key line in this is when Newman tells Marie, you need to stand down and make a choice. You need to make a choice. You can't be a good guy. You have, to, you have to do things from behind the scenes at times. And I'm, I was like... They could be a, a hell of a ten. What's she talking about? I was like, well, she's just a bitch anyway. She wants overall power, but then I forgot because I haven't seen season in the season three. She really didn't have. Like, yeah, she's about to become vice president, but she really had to make a choice herself. She was really trapped herself, you know. So for even for all her power, like she she's still pretty tamed, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, um, they do ask about the crime that Homelander did, and like it's just. You you see the you see her. She's such a good politician. She's such a great character. Um, but like you see her just say, "Hey, let me handle it." And obviously Marie, being a kid, Marie's not gonna listen. Well, now Kate goes to Shetty because now she hasn't been taking her medication. Now she's like going full blown Phoenix, right? That's the term I'm gonna use here. And so her blood, her eyes are getting more bloodshot. Now she's becoming who she is supposed to be, which is one of the most dangerous soups of all time. And she has Shetty, and she makes Shetty kill herself, even though Shetty loves her. And she could, she could, she could, to, she can detect a lie. Like the thing I didn't say at the end of episode six was, um, Shetty comes home, and she doesn't know that Kate hasn't been using her medication. So they hug, and so she takes off her glove and she touches her, and she says, "Do you love me?" And Shetty says, "Of course I love you." And uh, Kate knows that she's telling the truth because she can detect it. And so you leave that episode thinking that she's going to be on the side of Shetty. Um, but she's not, and then she she and she's holding her hostage, and she makes her cut, she makes her kill herself, and and even though she knew, and Shetty was like, I love you. She's like, I know, but she, but her thing is, you won't tame me anymore. You will not tame me. No one will tame me anymore. I will be who I'm supposed to be. That's dangerous. That's very dangerous, and that's why people like this soups need to be tamed because once they get to that ultimate power, as we've seen with Jean Grey. Like, it's like, yo, like, they don't know how to control it. And they feel like everyone's trying to control them. Even the people who are like, nah, do your thing. You know, do your thing. Well, you know, like, but like, just don't fuck with me. You're trying to tell me what to do. I'm telling you not to fuck with me. You could do whatever else you want to do, but just leave me alone. I tell me what to do. And that's when it becomes a fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? It just, it's just, it's, it's, I find it to be one of those things where like, when you don't have someone to reel you in, you will use your power for ultimate destruction. Let's just be real. Like, I'll be with you. If I had, let's just say, the Flash's powers, right? Dude, you think I'm working a regular job with damn? I'm gonna rob. I'm gonna rob like five banks, become a millionaire. Uh, let's say, and then I'm gonna go about my business. You'll never, you'll never see my light skin behind again. 
that working no regular job. You know, <laughs> I don't care if I'm working in the entertainment field. Um, so like, it's hard to contain stuff like that. But anyways, it's it's a shit show because now everyone is there. Everyone is there. They see she's killed. They see she's going full blown villain now. She's going full blown heel turn. And now what do you do? Because none of them can beat her, yeah, except for Sam. But Sam is more seeing things her way. So now Sam, who just hooked up with Emma, who's supposed to be in love, now he's like, you can't tame me. Now you have two people who feel the exact same, which is dangerous. The, the, the two most like, Marie is powerful. She's not more powerful than both of these motherfuckers. You know, so now you have this huge thing where now Andre's the only one that's not there. Because Andre's with his father because his father has a seizure on live TV. So I'm going to call it. So it's one of those things where it's like, now he's in the hospital, now they're both in the hospital. And now you realize that all the years of him using his powers, his dad, it's caused these seizures to happen. And the same thing can happen to him. And if you notice through the course of the season, whenever his son Andre uses his powers, his hands like begin to, to tremble and shake and that's the result of him using the powers and the doctor says hey man you might not want to use these powers and so now there's this thing where he can be the new polarity these things are hitting him harder and at a younger age than his father so now what do you do you know and and how you do it this was a great penultimate episode let me tell you something for all the shit you can give 2023 for superhero stuff loki's penultimate episode this penultimate episode were two great episodes that really, really had you say, okay, if they stick the landing here, this could be a classic season, you know, and we know what they did with Loki. They had a classic season, classic series, two episodes, and then, and, and to me, they got something here, and, and the fact that you can now watch this, and you don't have to watch the boys to be involved in this story at all. You don't. You could just... If, it's the same from the same creators. So, like, even if you don't care for Homelander's antics, you can watch this and say, okay, cool, I can still get into this by itself. Even though it runs into it, it's like, you don't have to, though. You know what I'm saying? So, this leads to what will be a hell of an episode 8 review and a hell of a end to season 1. So, this is your Wednesday show. I am the Slow Chemical. This is review of episode 7 of Gen Z and I am out